Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined by nobody. It's just a solo episode today. Mr. J.W. Crewall is having a late night, so I'm running this one myself. Um, now, there has been plenty going on in the Pokemon trading card game sphere, so I want to make sure we just dive right into it and take a look at some of the top events in the scene lately. First and foremost, as we head into Players' Cup 4, I think it's important to look back and reflect on where we've been, get a nice little sense of reminiscing. And I say that because the Players' Cup 3 is now officially concluded. Now, the games had happened previously. Uh, They happened a little bit before they had been broadcasted. But the finals were just broadcast this past weekend. And man, what an amazing showing. Azul Garcia-Griego taking home the dub with a Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX deck in a really... Excuse me, in a really dominant fashion. So Azul taking that Rapid Striker Shifu, rocking the Jirachi engine with both the Jirachi GX and the Mimikyu from Cosmic Eclipse, and really running through all the Picaroms, the Victinis, and you could definitely tell that this was a meta that hadn't been fully evolved in the Cosmic Eclipse metagame. Um, particularly, I want to point out that. Many of Azul's opponents didn't play Stealthy Hood, for example, in their Pikachu and Zekrom decks, which left them really vulnerable to that Shadowbox Mimikyu with their Mewtwo, which is the only real answer they have to cards like Rapid Strike or Shifu. So Azul taking down Picarom in the Losers Finals and the Grand Finals at 3-0ing both of those opponents, as well as just really dominating wins against Victini. you got to give him props. That was a... Heck of a showing, so congratulations to Azul Garcia-Griego in that Players' Cup number three. Now, Players' Cup four qualifiers will be taking place in that same Battle Styles format, so what does that mean for us? We'll get into that for sure, but I want to talk a little bit about Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX. Um, So, obviously, Rapid Strike Urshifu was... Showing up well in Players' Cup 3, that's for sure. Seeing such named players as Azul and Tord, you know, those are really the favorites of of many of the fans heading into Players' Cup 3 finals. And it's no surprise why, both of them having really lauded achievements and making huge name for themselves over the years in the Pokemon trading card game. Now, they both did play different variants, uh, with Tord playing that more European-favored uh, Chinchino variant with the Snorlax to help set up and only Bird Keeper as their draw supporters, whereas Azul playing more of a turbo variant with those Jirachis from Team Up to quickly plow through your deck and draw those cards. So why was Rapid Strike so favored? Well, Rapid Strike is definitely a deck that led to a lot of creativity in your gameplay, particularly with that G-Max Rapid Flow. You have a lot of opportunities to sneak games where you wouldn't necessarily otherwise. Uh, You can set up some cool math for yourself um, and really find creative routes to win. The one thing I'll say, though, about Urshifu VMAX is doing 150 a turn in of itself is honestly not particularly impressive. Many of the VMAXs in the format can do that. Many of the GXs in the format can do it. 
So why is Urshifu doing well? It really lies in the trickery it can unfold, be it with Cheryl and the Chinchino variants or consistent boss's orders to prey on those Dedenne and Crobats. Uh, or, of course, that G-Max Rapid Flow to put 240 damage on the board in creative ways. So what I'm saying by this is Rapid Strike is a deck that needs to be played optimally at the highest level, and playing it optimally isn't always an obvious path. We also have seen the meta evolve quite rapidly in the last couple of weeks, which has led me to believe that, honestly, Rapid Strike Urshifu is not in the same place it was, at the time of filming the Players' Cup. Decks such as Lucario Melmetal have really risen in popularity. You can look at the last couple, like Chill, Glimwood events, and you can see that Lucario Melmetal is all over the place. So what does that mean for Rapid Strike? Well, even with that Phoebe engine, it's really hard to beat that Lucario Melmetal. Uh, so Phoebe obviously letting you sneak in attacks against that Zamazenta V, uh, as well as giving you a way to pierce through that extra damage reduction. The problem is the math is just really icky. If a Lucario Memorial gets a couple of heals off, then all of a sudden Urshifu is in a really sticky pos position. You also see this kind of similar strategy with decks that like the Orbital Healing deck. You see this strategy with the Greens, Reshiram, and Charizard deck where they are just trying to heal out Urshifu out of the game because you're relying so much on these multi-hit KOs. So what does this mean if you're a Rapid Strike Urshifu player? Should you drop the deck? Is it not viable? Well, certainly no, but I think you need to have a really strong game plan heading into these kinds of matchups. Or alternatively, you can offer up to just not give a chance in those matchups, you know, cut your Phoebes, play some more consistency cards. Um, but then you're taking a pretty big risk in the format right now. That being said, um, even with those tech cards, you don't really clear the way completely, right? So it's it's really a, a give and take. And it's one that I'm not super comfortable making right now. I, the Lucario Memodal is just everywhere at the moment. And they are plowing, absolutely destroying the Rapid Striker Shifus. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> and they're also, you know, they're sneaking wins against fire decks with those coating metal energies. It's a tough place out there. Um, if I was to play a Rapid Striker Shifu deck, which I don't think I would at a tournament right now, I might in like a Players Cup qualifier, um, I would play that Jirachi variant nine times out of ten. I think that's the one that'll most consistently give you the outs to squeak out games quickly. Uh, especially in those matchups that are a little more grindy. You want to be able to quickly put on the pressure and keep that up consistently. Whereas the Chinchino variant will spend a couple turns setting up, which is really all that decks like that Lucario Memodalizashi and like the Green's Charizard need to take an advantage against you. There are some other meta shifts that have been not in Rapid Strike's favor, to say the least. A big one being the rise of Mewtwo. Uh, we've seen some really interesting Mewtwo variants, such as the Psychic Mewtwo that Azul took to a Gloomwood Challenge win on Monday. And, I mean, that deck is really difficult for Rapid Strike to get through. You have that really Psychic Mewtwo engine with multiple hoods, uh, so you can really easily play around the Mimikyu and Jirachi is of course that is something to deal with but i mean even if you aren't hitting for weakness you have 
tricks like the Miraculous Duo GX, which basically just wipes all of that damage off the board and completely nullifies that multi-hit KO strategy that Rapid Strike's going for. So it's a rough world out there. That's all I mean to say. It's a rough world for your Rapid Strike players. Uh, I would say, again, if you're looking to play Rapid Strike, you should have a really solid game plan into all your matchups. You should feel very comfortable with the deck. Um, and ideally, you have tricks that, even in some of those rough matchups, give you a little bit of an edge. Um, so that's kind of my take right now. It's definitely not the best place to be. Not impossible, though. Definitely not impossible. And that's actually a, a good segue into the card of the day. I want to keep this episode short and to the point. Um, so we'll go right into the card of the day, and then we'll talk about the Players' Cup 4 and what I'm considering to be the top choices heading into that. So card of the day for this week is none other than Shadow Box Mimikyu from Cosmic Eclipse. There are actually two really good Mimikyus in the Cosmic Eclipse set. Uh, there is the Impersonate one, but the Shadow Box one is definitely the one that's been making waves recently. It's kind of a card that fell out of the meta for a while, but Shadow Box Mimikyu, what it does is Pokemon GX that have any damage counters on them have no abilities. It also has an attack for two colorless. Tail Trickery, where you flip a coin if heads your opponent's active is now confused. But that's not really why you play the Mimikyu, I hope. Um, the Shadow Box ability is really strong, particularly against that Mewtwo and Mew tag team GX, uh, being able to shut off its perfection ability and prevent you from attacking unless they have a stealthy hood equipped. So that's obviously incredibly strong into matchups like Picarom that rely on the Mewtwo or obviously straight Mewtwo decks that can be quite difficult. Um, another thing that I think I'll shout out for the Mimikyu though is it's found some really interesting niche uses as well. Um, you know, an expanded you can play and keep the Zorark suppressed. Uh, you can use it in standard with a Dragapult variant to shut off the Jirachi GX and then all of a sudden be able to hit for weakness on Psychic Week Pokemon. So lots of cool things the Mimikyu lets you do. And a really, really cool thing with the addition of Zigzagoon is you have a lot of agency over where that damage goes. Uh, previously, it was a little bit more difficult to use that Shadow Box effectively because you needed to find a way to damage those Pokemon before they did their damage onto you. Uh, but with the addition of Zigzagoon, you can now Quick Ball for an out and be able to place those damage in methodical ways and turn off those abilities. So I really like the design of Mimikyu, and I like, though, that Stealthy Hood exists in the format alongside of it. So there's a little bit of give and take between both the ability Pokemon uh, and the Mimikyu player where, you know, I can play the Stealthy Hood, you can play the Mimikyu, who finds what, um, how are we building our decks to be able to use both of those things. So it's really cool. I like the card a lot. Um, not to mention, it's adorable. It's got that kind of clay aesthetic to it sitting on a brick road of sorts with a little bush in the background. Just beautiful. Uh, Mimikyu in general has gotten a lot of really cool cards, both from a design perspective as well as a uh, like an art perspective. So Mimikyu, thanks again for really killing it in the card department. But let's get back to Players' Cup 4. So for Players' Cup 4... We are in the Battle Styles metagame, and there has been no new sets introduced. So all this to say that 
the meta isn't necessarily rapidly changing to such a dramatic degree that you probably aren't aware of what kind of decks are available to you right now. I did want to go through some of the best options, in my opinion, for the Players Cup format. Uh, so that way you can maybe use that to inform your own choices as you go through the Players Cup. One thing I'll emphasize before I talk about deck choice is make sure that you are playing the Players Cup to the best of your ability. There is now money on the line as opposed to that travel award. So a little bit more of a direct compensation for players who do well in the Players Cup. Um, so I highly, highly encourage you to record your games, at least in a spreadsheet, to keep track of what's going on, how you're doing, and play your heart out. Like track your prizes, do all of the legwork, because if you potentially end up in like a buy scenario because you ended up in the top of North America or whatever region that you're playing in, that is a huge difference maker. Being able to to start off on like a much stronger note heading into the rest of your round is not to be underestimated. That all said, what should you play for the Players' Cup? Well, I compiled four top decks that I think I would consider right now, but I will make a couple of honorable mentions. So in the honorable mention list, I will call out Eternatus is still a decent play into this format. It hangs pretty well with the fire decks, and with a Phoebe, it can hang with the Lucario Melmetals of the world, and I would say generally Eternatus has a pretty good matchup against Pikachu and Zekrom, as well as many, many of the Mewtwo variants which are popular right now. So Eternatus is definitely an honorable mention, not something I would necessarily play because of the prevalence of Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX, but something definitely worth considering. Uh, another deck that I will shout out here is some of those Mewtwo variants across the board. Uh, so we have things like the Psychic Mewtwo, we have Grass Mewtwo, a lot of really cool decks that are leveraging Mewtwo in interesting ways. And honestly, a lot of them are quite good. Uh, so I don't think any of them is necessarily clearly flat superior to the others. I think Psychic is my favorite of them, just in terms of this is a really cool deck, a lot of really interesting options. But I would say any of those Mewtwo variants are a solid honorable mention there. So what are the top four for Players Cup 4? Well, in no particular order, I'll read them out and then I'll explain my reasoning. So for the Players Cup 4, I would consider Pikachu and Zekrom Tag Team GX, Lucario Melmetal GX with Zacian V, Welder variants including Victini V, and Rapid Striker Shifu V Max. So four pretty different decks, but why would I consider each of those? So let's start with Rapid Striker Shifu. I did just kind of rag on Rapid Striker Shifu's place in the metagame. However, it is overall a very strong deck and hangs very well with decks that aren't prepared to deal with it. So be it your Pikachu and Zekrom, even with the hood, you're still in a pretty good situation usually. The Welder variants, you can usually find some tricky situations too. And you have a pretty close matchup against ADP and usually, I'll say this now, you will see more ADPs the earlier into the Players' Cup that you play. Um, the experience I've had has been the ADPs are usually just throwing 50 out of 50 ADP games in the first like couple of days or weeks. Um, so that's definitely a factor. So Rapid Strike or Shifu hangs pretty well with a lot of those decks. The real downfall of Rapid Strike or Shifu is 
those stricter Mewtwo variants, be it the Grass or the Psychic, um, as well as the Lucario Melmetal decks. And even with Phoebe, it's really hard to navigate either of those matchups. So I would say if you're expecting to see more Picarom or more Welder or more ADP, and you're comfortable with the deck, that Rabbit Strike is definitely a serviceable option for you. Next up is our Welder variants. So why is Welder good right now? Well, I think it goes without explaining that Welder is pretty effective across the board. Um, Opens up so many options in terms of Pokemon you can play and strategies you can use. I think the most effective Welder decks, in my opinion, are the ones that leverage Mewtwo and Mew as well as Victini V. So having a toolbox of fire attackers that can deal with the GXs, as well as having Victini VMAX to clean up on those V Pokemon. Um, Now, granted, I am not a huge fan of Welder decks. I don't like the run-hot element that the Welder decks typically will introduce into their game plan. But if you're feeling lucky, you feel like you're going to run hot and run fast, then I can't think of a better deck for you than a Welder variant. Again, I would recommend having that kind of toolbox of attackers to really leverage the strength of Welder, which is the versatility of attackers that you can power up. And if you're expecting a heavy ADP or a heavy Lucario Melmetal metagame, so a very Zacian-centered metagame, then Welder is definitely the choice for you. Next up is that Lucario Memetal Zacian deck. I hyped it up quite a bit just now with its Rapid Strike matchup, and I think that really can't be underestimated. Rapid Strike is insanely popular right now, be it in the ladder or in these early Players' Cut 4 tournaments. So being able to sneak some easy wins there is valuable in of itself. Lucario Memetal also sneaks easy wins against the off eternity stack that you'll see and against quite a few of the one prize variants that you might see. So why might you not play Lucario Melmetalizashian then? Well, if you're expecting a lot of fire decks, those decks can be quite a difficult matchup. However, I would say as an experienced Lucario Melmetal player that you can find ways to navigate them. It's not great, but you can find those ways. Um, And the ADP matchup is pretty close. However, I'd say with the inclusion of some cape of toughness that you can actually navigate that matchup a little bit easier because you can get through that rusted sword play and most adps are not playing that tool scrapper right now so i think lucaro melmetalization is in really a healthy spot at the moment the matchup i would be most afraid of is the welders and the picaroms so if you're expecting a lot of either of those i wouldn't play lucaro melmetal but if you're expecting pretty much anything else then i think lucaro is a good choice so the only thing that keeps me from playing Lucario Melmetal personally is the mirror is very grindy, and that's not a bad thing, but it can be kind of exhausting to play, and the fact that it's very matchup dependent. So even at the highest level of play, you're going to be somewhat reliant on your matchup spread to have a good chance of Lucario Melmetal. Of course, that's not unique to that deck either. And then last, but certainly not least on my top four for players cut four is that pikachu and zekrom gx the deck that just won't die no matter how much we want it to not that i want it to but it definitely is the gift that keeps giving so pikachu and zekrom i don't think it goes or rather i don't think i need to explain why this deck is still good pikachu and zekrom has a whole plethora of strong attacks it can use 
It has the Mewtwo and Mew to give you additional options versus those Psychic League Pokemon, or to just give you a toolbox of attacks that you can use at any given moment. You've got the Threat of Paralysis. It's the best user of Reset Stamp and the best user of Crushing Hammer in the entire format. So a very disruptive deck as well. And Pikachu and Zekrom has some really solid matchups against decks that are fairly popular. Uh, Lucario Melmetal is a great example of where Pikachu and Zekrom has a good matchup. Pikachu's also pretty infamous, infamously good against Walter variants. And you have a decent ADP matchup, about 50-50, I would say, maybe even slightly favored. So plenty of stuff going on for Pikachu and Zekrom. Why would you not choose to play Pikachu and Zekrom should hopefully be obvious, and that's those Urshifu VMAX decks. Even with the Stealthy Hood for your Mewtwo, there's just so much going on in those Urshifu decks that is bad news for a Pikachu and Zekrom player. So if you're expecting a lot of Urshifu, which I think is a reasonable assumption heading into these early Players Cup tournaments, then I would be a little bit nervous. However, you have pretty good matchups across the board otherwise. Of these decks, the one I would be most likely to play at an event right this moment would be Lucario Memetal Zacian. I think the matchups are really good for it, and I think those are the ones that are popular at the moment. However, I think there's a lot of agency, and I wouldn't really blame you for taking any of those variants. So look forward to your Players' Cup runs. Remember, record your games. Don't get tilted. Take all of the lessons that we have tried to impart onto you as a tag team over the last couple months of Players' Cup tournaments and turn those into results. We'll be really excited to hear how you're doing. And if you want to keep us updated, there are some great ways to get a hold of us. For example, we are all on Twitter. That's Smiles with Riles for myself, Real John Walter for JW Creedwall, and Tag Team Pokemon for the podcast account. If you want to catch us live on Twitch when we're doing more traditional episodes, that's twitch.tv slash munner. That's my Twitch channel. And you can also check out JW's Twitch and YouTube at FlexDaddyRighteous. He does awesome streams and great videos. I can't recommend him enough. That's coming from a genuine place as someone who consumes his content, not as just his podcasting partner. With that, we'll draw this short episode to a close. I hope you all enjoyed this. And if you enjoy the kind of like solo dolo effort, uh, definitely let us know. And maybe we can include some of those uh, from both our perspectives as kind of bonus episodes into addition to our weekly content. Otherwise, we will catch you all back here next week at the tag team. Peace.